We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com live show. We have some news to talk about tonight. Uh, man, uh, first off, if you're coming in from YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, welcome. We'll be reading your questions and comments tonight. Joining me today in just a sec will be Matt the Optimist Peralta. Um, I think I'm back on the audio side. Sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah, so we'll be taking your questions from YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. But joining me right now, Matt the Optimist Peralta. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay, so I'm not going to fret. We recorded a video right before this stream, and I thought that was the live stream already. <laughs> And I said, like, uh, in the middle of it, I was like, yeah, um, meet us on the actual live show, Matt. It's like, oh, crap, this is not the uh, the actual live show. But, Matt, we, we briefly talked about it in that video. But, yeah, initial reactions, first thoughts, before we try to piece together the roster as it is right now, what, what's your initial reaction to the trade? All right, let me let me get my bearings. I, I told you in the video, you guys should check it out on YouTube. I think it just published our, our yep. immediate reaction to THT getting traded for Patrick Beverly. Um, my initial, I'm still digesting it. I was telling Sean, I, I was on the way home when I got the buzzes on my phone saying that this trade had gone through. So I'm still kind of digesting it. But my initial reaction is one, um, the move makes sense as a win now move. I, I hate that they had to include Stanley Johnson in there um, as salary filler to get this deal done because I think he would have been a useful piece. But then two, and I think the most important thing about this whole thing is that this is not an isolated move. There is definitely a move coming after this one. Um, I think a lot of people, including myself, are really leaning toward the Buddy Heald and Miles Turner package from Indiana. Um, it lines up with what has been reported about the Lakers being more aggressive with their two first-round picks and offloading those in a potential deal to get better. So don't, don't look at this as, you know, THT and Stanley Johnson for Patrick Beverly, I would begin to frame it more as THT, Stanley Johnson, Russell Westbrook, whatever picks need to go out for Patrick Beverly and potentially Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. Sean, like, wh where's your head at? Does that make sense to you? Are you in agreement or, or do you think it's another move that the Lakers could be making here? No, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think it's hard right now in the moment because I think we're all still very much in reaction mode and we haven't really had a chance to process it yet. Um, but I'm in agreement with you. I, I think the fact that it's only for Patrick Beverly means and I could be completely wrong. I think it means that it's not going to be a trade with Utah. I think it is going to be another team like the Pacers. Um, and then again, I, I, look at this as a move that 
will be combined with another move. Like, hey, this is a move, but it eventually led to this. Um, and as long as that's the case, then I think we can think a little bit more positively about it. If this is an isolated move, then yes, I understand why a lot of fans will be heated. But um, uh, you you had a crazy story. I was actually about to record a baseball podcast, and I just happened to buy. I pulled a Trevor and Ron from last year, where uh, oh, Ron, Trevor was <laughs> Trevor was talking. Ron was like, hold, yeah. hold on, let's. Let's stop. But um, all right, let's get into a couple of super chats we do have right now. Uh, Davis Painter looks like they're really high on John uh, Juan Toscano Anderson. Said, wow, John. you're all messed up. I'm the one that <laughs> just had drinks, Sean. Come on, brother. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I understand why. I, I do like Juan Toscano Anderson a whole lot. Um, but uh, I, I think still... if anything, it means they're higher on Troy Brown, right? Yeah, if anything, because I think regardless, um, JTA was going to play. And I think JTA was going to have a role um but maybe it's frees up a path for troy brown jr who knows but i still don't think that means you have to include stanley johnson um drew channel we really happy about we really happy that we're about to send two young kids or pat we might be worse now are you kidding me russ and pat probably worse than russ and uh tht together no that says west west my bad uh, i assume you talk about russell west and he said west to change it but i'm assuming wesley matthews and if you think what oh don't get me started <laughs> i'm gonna be upset no i like okay i this is this is kind of why i wanted to address this point right is that i think you know even tht for patrick beverly i'm very iffy on like just as a straight up trade um and I, and I think to Trevor's point, and he says this a bunch, right? Trading the younger player for the older player generally is never the smart move. But given the Lakers and where they stand now, they need more win now proven veterans on this team. So I, I understand why they do it. Throwing in Stanley to me is, is a little bit perplexing. Um, Jovan Buha actually just tweeted out that he had been hearing that, you know, Stanley and THT were on the outside looking in as far as the rotation goes. So, oh, okay. You know, from the Lakers' perspective, they said these are two guys that we're not even sure is going to play for us. Let's just deal them um, and get someone that we know is going to be able to play, you know, 25, 30 minutes for us. Um, so I guess you're right about Troy Brown. Then, yeah, this is more so like them opening up that pathway for Troy Brown Jr. to really have a role on this team. And uh, if you look at it from that perspective, I mean, sure, why, you know, keep the guys that you don't really want to play anyway? Not saying it's the right decision, but if that's the thought process and, I guess I can kind of understand it. Um, uh, watching Lakers with another super chat. The Lakers are op- they did open up a roster spot as well, so yeah, now they could very easily uh, go do a trade with the Pacers for Russell Westbrook and stuff to go get uh, Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. If that's all they got back, they get a trade exception too. My, it's a very, very, very minimal one, but yeah, technically yeah. they do. Um, yeah, I, you know, I that that was the other point I wanted to bring up too was the roster spot because uh, you know they do they trade Russ into first maybe limited protections now to Indiana for those two those two players Heald and Turner. That's why I was saying like don't don't frame this deal as just one move. Like if this is the only move the Lakers make <laughs> between now and training camp, it makes absolutely zero sense. Um, I am going to bet a lot of money that something else happens within the next you know maybe even a few days here. So yeah. Uh, my guy Alan with the super chat fellows dropping in to show love. Uh, okay, I'm curious as to why the Lakers are opening cap space for. Does this mean an Indiana trade is imminent? Um, yeah, I, I think we we kind of touched on that already. I do think an Indiana trade is coming. If not an Indiana trade, definitely another one. Um, the cap space piece. I'm assuming you're talking more long term. 
again, THC's contract is really perplexing. And this is one of those like, hey, Rob, the, the biggest knocks we have on Rob is contract mismanagement and asset mismanagement. Um, like now, Taylor and Tucker going into next season, if he has a good year, well, great. He's going to opt out. He's going to want a bigger payday. Um, if he has a bad season, then he's going to opt in. You have a bad 12-ish million dollar contract sitting on your books. So, um, yeah, so, okay, Matt, you cannot look off. You're making me nervous. You're, <laughs> you're making me nervous. No, sorry. I'm just getting texts. Jovan is saying that he wouldn't be surprised if this turns into a three-team deal with uh, Donovan Mitchell going to the mix. So, no, so, so Patrick Beverly, so just because of the salary cap quirks and, and how this, how the trades work, uh, Patrick Beverly couldn't be aggregated. So it needed to be a separate trade. Right. But what, what, what that means that it would have to be Stanley and I mean, THT straight up for, I mean, yeah, THT for Pat Bev straight up, right? Right. Well, technically I think they still need Stanley. Cause I think the, 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 the salaries don't match up exactly, but um, I think the reason why this isn't going to be formalized until what it was say Thursday is because this is going to be part of a bigger deal. Yeah. Uh, um. So yeah, I I am not going to be surprised. Thursday being today. Oh, shit. oh well, yeah. If you're on the West Coast like me, it's still nine. But for Sean, for people on Sean's time, then yeah, absolutely. Um. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So Jovan jo- is saying, wouldn't be surprised if it turns into a three-team deal that features Donovan Mitchell but also wouldn't be surprised if it's a separate deal entirely. Um, for anyone listening, let's just break this down real quick. Basically, this could be warped into a bigger deal where the Lakers act as a third team, which is what I've been proposing since Monday. Or, um, and, I, and I can't take full credit for that. A lot of smart people on Twitter have suggested it. But um, this could also mean that... Um, the Lakers can still get involved somehow and still get pieces back. So, you know, I think Indy is still very much the most likely likely landing spot or likely trade partner. But a lot of the Utah guys we were talking about, Boyan, uh, Rudy Gay, maybe Jordan Clarkson, maybe Jared Vanderbilt, um, maybe Mike Conley even, these, these pieces are still very much in play for the Lakers. So um, I think Sean and I are in agreement. This is very much a domino move or a precursor move to, to other stuff for the Lakers right now. All right, I am seeing you guys the super chats. We, uh, I'm saving them. We are going to get to them. Uh, just having a lot to break down here. But uh, Joey Siva super chat. Sad to see Stan go. Sad to see, sad to lose Stan. But the fact that we got off of THT and got a well fitting win now guy without giving up picks is good for LA. Another move is on the way. I'd say. Uh, yeah, I, I I'd agree with that. Um, I think so too. Well, like, what what do you think though, Sean? Like, do do you like the Patrick Beverly edition? Like just 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 set aside what it costs to get him. Like just in general as player, do you like Patrick Beverly? Yeah, I think he fits a need. And um, if we lay Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, follow me here. Not saying Buddy Heald isn't quote unquote the better shooter or whatever, or the better player maybe in general. I still think he might start Austin. I really do, especially if Austin's at least a league average shooter at this point. You're saying Austin. Buddy, you're saying Austin over Buddy Heald potentially. Have Buddy come off the bench, kind of be the because he can score a little bit. We do really think of him as a three point shooter, but he can definitely create a little bit for himself and be a microwaveable scorer who could just go get a bucket and and obviously shoot the three ball. If you went with Pat Bev, uh, Buddy Heald, LeBron AD, Thomas Bryant, I understand. Uh, I I think they should personally go with Austin Reeves. Uh, Pat Bev, LeBron, AD, Miles, uh, 
well, crap, you get Miles Turner, so Miles Turner be in the starting lineup, not Thomas Bryant. But um, yeah, that's just my personal opinion. Matt, where do you fall on that? Do you think you would still start Buddy Heald, or would you stick with uh, Austin Reeves as your starter? It's tough. I, I think you can make an argument for both, but I'm going to assume that if you're going to be giving up so much stuff to get him, ideally, or not ideally, but, you know, i.e. two first-round picks, I think you almost have to start him. Um, Because, like, I mean, there's no, there's no way around it. He's just an elite, elite shooter compared to Austin right now. And yeah. I think that, you know, given what the Lakers and Darvin Ham are projected to run as an offense, as a scheme, you know, we've been talking a lot about four out, one in. Uh, Buddy Hill kind of fits that to a T almost, right? Like your potential starting lineup. And this is assuming Indiana happens. We're not, we're not entirely sure right now, but let's just say the Indiana deal goes through. Your potential starting five is Patrick Beverly, Buddy Hill, LeBron AD, Miles Turner. Kendrick like, now off the bench. Your, your your second unit now is Kendrick Nunn, Austin Reeves, Troy Brown, Juan Troy Brown, Anderson, Anderson, Thomas Bryant, Thomas Bryant, Lonnie Walker. I'm not gonna lie, I feel I feel I, I like that team a lot better. I like that team a lot better. Not saying it makes winning, sense. It makes sense. Not saying yeah. you win a title with that roster or anything, but I definitely like that team. Uh, getting to some more of these super chats, Joe Smith. At least he plays defense, I guess. Uh sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, we were talking about point of attack defenders, right? Like, you know, we had this hypothetical about, you know, who is guarding the other teams like point guard, like who is guarding the Damian Lillards, the Stephen Curry's, um, all these kinds of guys, right? You know, um, it's a lot of pressure to put that on someone like Austin Reeves, who we penciled in as a starter. So, you know, to have Patrick Beverly as, you know, your de facto, you know, one, two guard defender, it's not bad. Uh, Angel. Three rotation ones, Russ deal coming. Yep. That's right. Imagine it drops midstream. That'll be nice. <laughs> I will we will just have to go all the way to like 3 a.m. your time. So 3 a.m. Exactly. Part of it will be celebrating, part of it will be breaking down, part of it will be um freaking out. Yeah. Jeremy with a super chat gets rid of THT's contract and it also opens up a roster spot. Yep, agreed. Again, THC's contract could go to Jimmy and make an argument that it might not be a positive contract right now. Uh, I, I don't know if this needs to be said, but just RIP Kyrie Irving to the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's John the Water. Uh, ben with a super chat. I think we did this because we were doing the indie deal as well. I like the trade. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is, yeah. As long as this is a deal combined with something else, sure. If this is a deal by itself, I'm quite irate. Um. Space is what's good. Hi. That's all you're going to give him? Just a hi? Thank you for acknowledging the spaces. And I think, actually, no, I think Josh hops into spaces often. So I uh, appreciate you, Josh. Uh, let's see. Joshua with the super chat. Even if we get Pat, Miles Turner, and Buddy, I don't think it means anything. We lack wings. Won't be top four West, is my guess. Rather keep the two picks and trade AD and say blank LeBron and his legacy. Are you trying uh, this, to win now? That's the question is, here. Is this Ryan Ward's burner account? Is my real question. <laughs> You're can you imagine how <laughs> can you imagine LeBron signs his extension and you end up just trading him and AD? Right, like, <laughs> and you somehow end up keeping Rusp. <laughs> yeah, imagine. <laughs> I I'm gonna bet a lot of money that that doesn't happen. So Oh um, uh, man! Look, right. man! Like, like, let's just revisit this really quickly. When you have LeBron James on your team, you are all in, no matter what. There, there is no balancing present and future. You are, you are just all in. Once LeBron retires, 
if you're the Lakers, like how optimistic are you that you are going to win a title after? Not right away, at least anyway. So you got to try your best to win now. Well, and I, I think as Laker fans, I, I don't think this is condescending, but I think as Laker fans, we do tend to get spoiled because we have 17 championships where a team like the Pelicans, if they were in this situation where you have LeBron James, they're trading, they're trading the entire house to try to win a championship at that moment. So, um, when you have LeBron James, you you do your best to win now. Always. Yeah, you you owe it to yourself and your franchise. Like I guarantee you, man. Like a lot of us went through, you know, 2013, 2019. Like I don't think the Lakers ever want to repeat that again. So they're they're going to be all in as long as they have superstars on their team. Uh, Mike E. It's even more disturbing that LA chose THT over Caruso only to make this move. Yeah, yeah, we know. Oh man. I don't even want to talk about that. So now, now, now both guys you could have just kept are now gone. They're now gone. Fun. Sean, uh, Mr. Steelyager Davis. Um, Pat is the type of guy I would hate to play against, but love to play with. Now I'm pretty sure I'm healed and turned on 90% for the Lakers. Let's effing go. Um, yeah, he's, he's like a Draymond Green in that way. Although I personally like Draymond. Uh, he's the guy you hate to play with. I mean, play against and, uh, you love to have him on your team. And, uh, for Pat Bev, the individual player, I'm, I'm pumped to have him. I think he could uh, really contribute to the Lakers, and uh, I, I'm excited. I know I think Matt is as well. I don't want to speak for Matt, but I do think he is excited as well that uh, we're getting Patrick Beverly. I mean, yeah, I think for the most part, he fits he fits the Lakers better than I think what THT would have been this year. And I say this year with emphasis because I think the upside is still with THT. I just think that the Lakers are don't have time for him to develop properly he's still a 21 year old i know he's been in the league for like going into his fourth year but you know this is very much a win now move and this is a move you do not make if you are a team that's like kind of on the bubble this is a lakers team that's very much all in and is trying to do their best to to win now uh ismail was a super chat appreciate it uh let's see what else we got here i am saving these or trying to keep up with these as we go guys V8 uh, tracks. <laughs> I just want to say I really hate Patrick Beverly. Yo, it's gonna take some getting used to. Trust. Yeah, I, I always get a mix up. You're the one that can't stand Jay Crowder. Trust I, me. I, man, if Jay Crowder ever becomes a Laker, that'll be so difficult for me. Uh, XZ, Pat Bev, Buddy Heald, and Miles Turner are gonna look good on this roster. Uh, yeah, I agree. If that's the uh, that's the that's move. Let's looking. let's not pencil it in. I think it's the most likely outcome, but. I'm not going to say it's like a guarantee slam dunk. Those two are going to be Lakers, but I think it's very much more likely today than it was yesterday. Yes, I agree. Um, another super chat here. Are we forcing Trevor out of his vacation? No, we are not. If anything, we're telling Trevor to stay on vacation. Me and Matt got this covered. Um, Trevor. I, I'm telling you right now, he's probably freaking out. Oh, no, he's I know like, he is. He's got jitters. Yeah. Trev, yeah. if you're watching this, love you, buddy, and uh, stay on vacation for, for now. Yeah, trust. There will be a lot to talk about when you come back next Monday. <laughs> yeah, by the time you're back, hopefully another trade will have happened by then. Yes. Um, Captain Chevrolet, <laughs> I'm genuinely curious. Apart from angering opponents so they play us even harder, what does Beverly do for us? I've seen him get, a, I've seen him get cooked on defense plenty of times, kind of hoping this report is untrue. Um, there's... I, Mark Jackson, he's kind of annoying, but his saying great offense beats great defense every day of the week, it's very, very true. Like, Matt, Mark is smart one defensive player of the year, but you would say Stephen Curry, quote-unquote, cooked him in the finals, right? 
it's the NBA, man. Like you can be the best defender in the world and you still get scored on. Um, exactly. Like I, I don't blame you. Like I, there have been plenty of possessions where I've seen Patrick Beverly be overly aggressive, like fighting over the top or, you know, not respecting opponents properly and getting burned for it. But that's just kind of, you know, within the general NBA ecosystem. Like that just happens every game. Like, yeah. Name, name, need that. Name, name your favorite defender. Like they've gotten scored on plenty of times. Yeah, no, and that was my point. Like, Mar- Marcus Smart won Defensive Player of the Year, and he, quote-unquote, got cooked by Steph. Where if you look back, a decent portion of those were good defensive possessions. Mikel Bridges, a lot of people's votes for Defensive Player of the Year, he got cooked by Luka Dantage in the second round. But you look at those, a lot of those are really good defensive possessions by Mikel Bridges. It was just great offensive creativity and just bucket getting by Luka. So um, I think it'll contribute a lot. Matt alluded to it earlier, just – a pass defensively who's who's going to guard your ones and twos like we're playing the warriors he's probably guarding Stephen curry um although i think now you have some options you have some versatility to where if they go switch on which is why i proposed the original line of like hey let's go pat bev austin lebron ad miles turner who do you switch on in that lineup if you switch on lebron as long as lebron's locked in he's still shown he's a very capable defender you can't you not switch on the anthony davis you don't want Pat Bev on you. And if Austin Reeves is your quote-unquote fifth best defender in the starting five, by all means, I am great with that. So um, Patrick Beverly, in terms of the asset he's that's coming in, I think I see this only as a positive for this season. I, I think so. I think that's right. I know a lot of people have gripes, and I see it in the chat. Like, a lot of people do not like the trade for whatever reason. And that's fine. Like, if you don't like it, I, I understand why. I just think that you need to really consider, you know – why they made this move and i and i and i said it at the top right like if they were not going to play tht and this is the lakers this is not me speaking if the lakers knew they were not going to play tht in their minds it made sense to trade him for a player that they knew would play for them exactly which by the way that go ahead that that makes sense you know for them like for me i still would not have done this deal particularly but i think that it's disingenuous to think that this is the only move they're going to make and, and also, if they did, just like you said, like I'd be irate too. Yeah. Um, and also, I think this could be a positive sign of actually letting Darvin Ham have some influence on the roster, which is something they sure. did not do with Frank Vogel because the whole, like, he's not going to play piece, like, okay, that's clearly coming from, like, like it's not like Rob Link is saying, hey, this guy's not going to play. Um, so I, I do like that. And that's another positive I think you could take away from this. Uh, Kyle Roberts with the Super Chat. I like Pat. Sucks to see Stanley go, but does open up another roster spot to take more back when Rustbrook gets traded too. Hope we keep none. I think that's probably the, the right analysis for this point in time. It sucks to see Stanley leave, but you open up another roster spot to allow a Pacers trade or to help facilitate a three-team trade with potentially the Knicks, Utah, or maybe a four-team trade. Who knows? Um, I do hope we keep Kendrick Nunn. I, I, I think I would love that. Um, Matt, anything on this super chat? Um, no, I mean, I agree. I really liked having Stanley last season. I thought it would have been cool to keep him around this year. But um, I do just want to say that, you know, losing Stanley Johnson isn't going to make or break the Lakers title hopes. But I will say that I think he would have been a useful piece. Yeah, totally. And good thing I didn't record that uh, Stanley Johnson video. <laughs> I mean, you still could. It just it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It just wouldn't. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Be, yeah. I'd be saying that to Jazz Nation, if anything. Um, 
T2 runner with a $10 super chat. Assuming we move Westbrook as well, wouldn't that give us three open roster spots since we have one already? Keep up the great work, fellas. I'd imagine Trevor's flipping out right now. Oh, trust. Uh, he probably like flipped out. He, yeah, he, he was probably at a nice fancy dinner and he uh, spilled his drink or something. I don't know. He he's Hopefully he's calmed down by now. But um, not necessarily T2. Um, you have technically two roster spots open right now if you... Yeah, you have two right now. If you traded Russ, for example, to get Miles Turner and Buddy Healed, you don't have any roster spots left. Um, yeah, that's accurate. I think you still have one left, right? Actually, yeah, you're right. Because yeah. you'd be that'd be three go- coming in to no three three going out, three coming back in. Yeah, you still have one. Yep. Yeah. Cole Swider, baby. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Kadeem Gaines with a super chat. Would you guys still want Dennis as a reserve if we move Russ? And thoughts on taking a look at a Josh Jackson for the wing slash Stanley Johnson replacement? Trevor, when he did his um free agency targets for wings and things of that nature, he's putting rosters together at the start of free agency. He did mention Josh Jackson. Um, Matt, how would you feel about a potential Josh Jackson signing for the veteran minimum to fill that last roster spot? Um, well, the first part about the Dennis thing, I, I think I'm okay with it. If that ends up being a move that the Lakers do, um, I think there's been a lot, there's, there's a little bit of a smoke there. So, I, you know, for a veteran minimum for a backup point guard, sure. Uh, as for Josh Jackson, I feel like that's a move that kind of waits until, you know, mid mid season, like around past the trade deadline, because I think there's going to be some buyout candidates like there are every year. Uh, the Lakers might end up going that route, but you know, if uh, no buyout candidates that are worth having, you know, sign with the Lakers, then Josh Jackson makes sense as a profile. Um, I just wouldn't expect too much out of it. But, you know, to fill out the end of your roster, why not? Back to Nova with a super chat. This is a bad move. We are trading two young players for an old expiring player that's injury prone. I guess the ultimate cost of the rush trade is now KCP, Trez, Caruso, THT, and potentially three first-round picks. Um, okay. Again, the deal, I don't think this is it. If this is, again, if this was the only deal the Lakers are making and Rob Palenka and Darvin Ham and the rest of that front office is like, yeah, we're cool with this roster now, then, yeah, I think I'd be in the same boat with you. Like, yeah, this is a bad trade. But, like, me and Mav said so far, I think, like, how the rest of the chat is feeling right now, um, this isn't it. I think there is something else coming. Um, and so let's reevaluate how we actually feel about the deal as a whole and what we're giving up and what we're getting back when the trade, when the whole thing is complete, we know what the final roster is. Uh, Matt, do you agree with that sentiment or do you think, uh, Becker's in the right here? No, I think, I think I agree with the sentiment. Um, like I said, if you look at this move in a vacuum, it's definitely like not the greatest move in the world. But I think roster context and team context matters. And in this case, Lakers are very much in win now mode. Because, um, like, l- let me ask you this. Like, are you more confident that the Lakers are going to be better with THT or with Patrick Beverly for just this specific season? Uh, Patrick Beverly. For this specific season, Patrick Beverly. Right. And so that's why I think you need to look at the deal from that perspective or that lens. The Lakers aren't. You know, they, they, they're not going to trade a 21-year-old if they're a rebuilding team. That just doesn't make sense. They're very much a win-now team that knows they needed to make a move. Um, so you look at it that way, it makes sense. Would I, again, and for like the thousandth time, would I have done this? Probably not. But I get why the Lakers needed, or if they felt like they needed to do this. 
Sean Edwards with a super chat. I sent a follow-up trade idea to both of you guys' DMs. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, you could have just included it here. Yeah, you could have just said it here within the super chat. Uh, maybe we have time. I'll go back and see if I can find it. Um, I'm not tweeting on tonight's live show unless a trade happens. All right, let's see. Uh, Jason T with the super chat. Over, under on a Russ-Pat Bev fight two days in camp. Uh, under, because hopefully Russ is on the team by then. I was just about to say, I, I'm going to take the under because I don't think those two are going to make it to training camp. With Pat Bev on the team guard on the perimeter, who do we match up worse against defensively? Uh, what lineup is it? Like, are we going with the one I proposed or what I think the rest of the chat and I think Matt would roll with with uh, Pat Bev, Buddy, LeBron, 80, uh, Miles Turner? Which lineup are we rolling with here? I feel like the question's asking is what teams are the Lakers bad against defensively? Like, if we're playing a team, like, who would I be like, ah, we don't match up well with them? Or, like... Yeah, with Pat Bev now on the team is what I think they're trying to say. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, with which lineup? To think. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. um, I, I It's probably the one I proposed, right? Okay. Well, so this, so... Is, this is currently constructed. Well, currently constructed, I still think you're, you match up pretty poorly with about everybody. I, I think so too. Like if 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 you told me the team is just gonna be Patrick Beverly, Reeves, LeBron, AD, and Thomas Bryant, it's better than it was previously, but it's still not great. Right. Let's see what else we got here in the chat. Jordan Ford with the super chat, no comment. Appreciate it. Let's see what else we have. Um Alex can't be right. It can't be it. Can't have Russ and Pabev on the same team. Uh, yeah. For one, the fit doesn't make sense. And uh, not sure they would uh, get through the first week of training camp. <laughs> yeah, I think another move's coming. I think that's a nope. I That's like almost a done deal. Uh, love Lamar. I'm trying to catch up on these guys with a super chat i love stan but people are acting like he was part of a championship team we had 33 wins right love pat bev you're off the contract plus a roster spot uh yeah this is a very optimistic way to look at this uh trade and i think now that i'm slowly starting to debrief and be able to process it i do agree i, I think you're looking at this logistically i do think it's a good trade as long as like we said for 100 times already now as long as it's a part of a big pitcher trade, then sure. Um, you know, on that note, not to cut in too deep, but um, Jovan said that he thinks the Lakers are going to try and get the Pacers deal done now. The Pacers deal? Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah. I, you know, I think that's the logical conclusion I think most people got to, was that there's no way you trade for Patrick Beverly and that's it, especially with Russell Westbrook still on your roster. So, therefore... Um, yeah, again, I, I think you and I are in agreement. I think Indiana is the most likely, but I'm just not going to rule out the other stuff yet because we don't know. Another super chat here. A lineup of Bev, Reeves, JTA, LeBron, and AD is elite defense. I'm salivating over that potential film breakdown. That is awesome. I said, yeah. I said, how do you switch on Bev, Reeves, LeBron, AD, Turner? You, Yeah, you definitely can't do it with this one. As long yeah. as LeBron's locked in. Yeah, this is this is very reminiscent of like the uh, the Bucks lineups. 
the Bucks lineups, I'd say honestly, somewhat similar to the title team in a way. Yeah, I'd say so. With the it's actually, team, it's actually, you know, it's actually even. I, I think it's. I think you could argue it's even closer to the Atlanta teams that uh, Bud and uh, Darvin Hammer on. So well, Horford, Millsap, Horver. Uh, I think you could switch on them a little bit though. Like yeah, yeah. So, what, but I'm saying, like, you know, positionally, right? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally, totally. I, I think that's that's more, you know, reminiscent of that team. But I, you know, you you can see you can see the vision with that kind of lineup. Tyler K with a super chat. Starting five of Beverly Hill, LeBron, AD is great, and uh, you would need somebody else. So I'm assuming let's just throw in Miles Turner, for example. Uh, is great and can definitely have a shot to win a title. Sure, I'm not going to say they're a favorite. But um, LeBron, AD, great depth or better depth anyway. Um, it gives you a puncher shot against anybody in the Western Conference and a shot to win a title as long as they're healthy. So, um, sure. Let's let's not let's not um, let's not you know count our chickens before they hatch. But let's just say the Indiana deal goes through. Like, yep. what's your confidence rating on the Lakers' title title hopes? Like, or you know, let me rephrase it. Like, where do you think they finish in the regular season? Uh, I think I could more comfortably say they're top six, or at least with the larger shot to be top six, because the West is freaking loaded, dude. Um, I agree, yeah. So I can more confidently see them finishing inside the top six. Because, um, you know, on, on our live show Monday, we had seven to eight teams before this deal happened. So who are the Lakers leapfrogging to get to six? Um... This might be a hot take, but honestly, like I think it, part of it's because the West is so loaded and uh, people are just penciling this team in as a 50-win team. I think they'll be a good pl- uh, regular season team. I do agree with that, but Minnesota, they're not going to be some top four or five seeds. So I think the Lakers could leap them. Um, and then probably New Orleans, honestly. Utah, uh, assuming they fall out of the mix because of a Donovan Mitchell trade. Um, and then I know well, I'm going to well, get Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so our, our top seven on Monday was the Warriors, the Clippers, Denver, uh, Minnesota, Memphis, Memphis uh, Dallas, Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. I could so see... to be a top six team, they need to leapfrog one of those. Yeah, and I could see the Lakers. The only teams that say no shot you leapfrog is Golden State, Memphis, and, and the Clippers. Oh, like, no chance you leapfrog them. I, I think Denver's up there too, dude. I was thinking Denver. If you want, to, yeah, sure, throw them up there. But haha, you're out, you're on the uh, Phoenix train with me. I'm proud of you. You're, you're growing. Not necessarily, man. I, I like. I know they flamed out in the playoffs, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I know they flamed out in the playoffs. But that was still a very, very, very good regular season team. I'm disappointed, in you, Matt. I'm sorry. I just I have to be honest. That team was good. Like there was a reason they all, everyone thought they were going to get to the finals again. Blue guy, 1914 uh, with the Kyrie, with Kyrie off the table, RIP to the melodrama. Uh, can we still pull off the indie deal with the original offer? One first and two seconds, or does it have to be two first? I mean, hell, if it's one first and two seconds, Rob Palenka, what, what they would have done that deal already. Yeah. They would uh, have done it already. I think I don't even think they wait this whole Kyrie everything out. I think if this was on the table, I think they would have done it. Um, Ooh, I've got I've got a spicy nugget for you. Okay, um, but yeah, wrap this up really quickly. I think it will be two first, but again, looking at the grand scheme of things, you're trading two first round picks essentially now for Patrick Beverly, 
Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. I think you're fine with that. If you're a win now team, I think you're okay with that. I, I think it's going to be two first now. I think Indiana knows that after the Lakers pulled this off, they need to make another deal. They're asking the price is going to be two first. Um, so the Lakers can still participate. This is a Vinay Kilawala on Twitter. Um, shout out right. Vinay. Um, Lakers can still participate in a Jazz Knicks Lakers trade to facilitate Mitchell to the Knicks as long as they don't take any players in the trade that were part of the Gobert trade back. So that means Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Malik Beasley. Um, That's why they would do this trade separately, meaning Patrick Beverly. So that means Conley, Clarkson, and Boyan are fair game. Right. So so maybe it could still be a Lakers. I I think and I think this is where we're getting at here, guys. I do believe, I think Matt does as well, that the most likely uh, trade will be with the Pacers. But there is a room in there still where you could uh, snag a Boyan Bogdanovich, a Jordan Clarkson. I think, honestly, that might be my my more, prefer, uh, more preferred package from Utah, the, that combination. Um, technically, you don't solve the wing defense, or but you fix the shooting. Um, sure. So, uh, that's my preferred package if you're dealing with Utah. Otherwise, just go get Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. Yeah, I mean, like, that's why I said you can't rule it out because these two teams, Utah and the Lakers, have already been talking. Right. So we know negotiations between those two sides are active. We know Utah has been very active with the New York Knicks recently about Donovan Mitchell. So, you know, you kind of just piece together the uh, the tidbits and you start to assume that the Lakers could get in the mix as a third team. Right. Um, but I, you know, that's kind of contradictory to what I said earlier about Yovan thinking that they're going to chase the Pacers deal. Long story short, the Lakers have got options. They're ready to take the next step in the relationship with the Jazz. Dar- uh, Rob Palenka and Danny Ainge, they went on the first date. Rob wants to take it a step further. Keep going, bro. You got it. <laughs> oh, man. Andrew P with a super chat. Trevor took one for the team. LOL. We were joking for like the two weeks before Trevor left that something's going to happen while he was gone. And uh, thanks, and it, Trev. Lo and behold, it sure did. He's probably kicking himself for missing out on all this action, too. You're fine, Trev. Uh, let's see. BA track when, tracks with another super chat. Pat Bet pushes player like he's a player in NBA Jam. <laughs> Hey, man, say what you want about Pat Bev, but I guarantee you, like, there's going to be a, a, a moment during the season where another player decides to talk talk, talk mess to the Lakers and Patrick Beverly does something, and Lakers fans are going to embrace him. And you're like, going to be like, that guy's on my team now. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Like, that. that's my whole thing. Like, people hate him now, but I, I guarantee you, once he does something cool or good for the Lakers, people are going to love him. So Wait till the Lakers, like, lose two in a row and somebody asks a weird question in the media and Patrick Beverly's like, like he tells them to shut up and leave or whatever. That, that's me being PG. That's not me saying what he would probably actually say. No, you know what's going to happen? He's going to pick a fight with Steph on the first night, like on opening oh. night. And Lakers fans are going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm in. This is my PG. Was I'm telling you, year? bro. I, oh, oh, dude, especially when we get the Clippers for, for the home game. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. What's the over under on fights or scuffles? Like two and a half at least. Oh, Pat Bev is getting into a PG already now. Uh, William Dyson. uh, So sad the trade wasn't to bring Clarkson back. Technically, you still could, but now that I'm thinking about it, I don't 
think so. I'm not sure where he fits now. Actually, I think I think Buddy Heal might be a cleaner fit personally. I think Buddy oh, Heal Heal is 100 the cleaner fit. Yeah, he's yeah. a cleaner fit. He could definitely be used more as that off ball shooter and floor spacer. Or Clarkson can be that, but I think he's more optimal in a role where he can do both. He can mix them. He like a Malik Monk, and I'm not sure this team needs a Malik Monk. If that makes sense, especially for 14 million dollars. No, I agree. I, I I love Clarkson, man. That's my couple buy-in. That's my guy. But I um I, I think you know there there are other pieces to be had that would make more sense. Joshua with a super chat. Let me waste my, <laughs> let me waste more money. Like AD's body lays waste to hope on another incoming NG will uh not wood on that. And also the uh AD injury stuff, like again, and, and this is where I think it goes too far. I've brought this analogy up. I don't want to wish this on myself, but if I'm playing pickup and a dude gets thrown into my knee and I land on a seven footers foot and my ankle touches the earth trying to catch a bad law pass. Yeah. That's going to happen to me too, if not worse. So I think last season was some more fluke injuries from Anthony Davis. It's not like he was jogging up the court and he pulled it. He pulled his hamstring or something of that nature. Um, so yeah, let's calm down on some of the Anthony Davis uh, injury stuff like that like last year was not his fault in terms of the injuries it wasn't great either necessarily before the injuries but still it's not his fault so trevor is still on vacation in tahiti and he sends us a wall (laughs) trevor go on vacation dude oh Oh, wow you you met a wall okay yeah guys i think trevor misses the stream so if you follow him on instagram send him a dm and tell him how much you miss him i'll tell him you miss him yeah Jesus Christ. Yeah. That was a paragraph. Yeah, um, it's a couple. <laughs> a paragraph and a half. Uh, Tyler with a super chat. Kobe would love a player like this on his team. Happy Kobe Day, 824C. Oh, Matt, we didn't even get to talk about Mamba Day. We, we didn't even get to talk about that. My plan was completely wrecked. I, I was I was talking to you a little bit off camera. We were like, hey, let's talk about the roster, like break it down pretty in depth, you know, talk about our favorite Kobe moment. Maybe we could wrap up the show with that. Yeah, and let's then, do that. Yeah. And then uh, Woj decides to uh, just drop this on us. And then Shams brought back. Step. Also, by the way, does, does this mean Woj? Woj beat Shams, Shams or whatever. So he's back up in the in the tally board. Somebody go mark that down for whoever's keeping score. I ain't going to lie to you. I feel like Woj got that from Danny Angel's side. Oh, no. I, I, I He totally did. Yeah. So <laughs> just, just personal. Like- I, have. I have no sourcing. That's literally just my thought. Wilson, year after year, the Lakers seem to disproportionately love guards when everyone else loves wings. Technically, yes, I I agree with that sentiment to a to a, a degree. But I mean, just look at what the Lakers had as far as resources and and money. Like, what wings were they going to realistically get? Which is why I think a lot of people are upset about Stanley Johnson. He's one of the few viable ones on your team, and you just traded him. So, yeah. Uh, Brady with the two dollar super chat. Uh, super chat appreciates you. I still can't speak right now. I'm still like in shock. Still, so I saw my words are coming out weird. It's almost like one a.m. your time. Yeah. Uh, Alan with another super chat. Bold prediction. We get in on the spider trade. Not sure exactly who we get back though. What do you guys think? I'm okay. Assuming again, you meaning like we're in as facilitating the deal. Spider goes to New York. Right. right. Um. I'm not gonna lie, I don't think it's that bold. Yeah, I don't think it's bold. Um, but let's answer the second part of that question, Matt. Who do we get back in that deal? Is this where we finally land Cam Reddish? Is this how we do it? And would you be comfortable <laughs> giving up 
Kendrick Nunn to go get a Cam Reddish? Ooh, okay, two parts. Well, okay, so we did hear a rumor that Boyan and Pat Beverly were two guys to look out Thompson for. Thompson on the Pat McAfee show earlier, that's right. Yeah, he said these are two guys to look out for in a potential deal for the Lakers. Patrick Beverly is already with the Lakers. Boyan is kind of sitting there making, I think, 18 to 19 million. If Russ goes out, that's a pretty decent chunk of salary to make the money work. So I think Boyan in any iteration of a three-team deal with the New York Knicks or Utah Jazz is in it. Um, Cam Reddish coming back makes a lot of sense. He is on the last year of his rookie scale contract. I think that's 5.5 million, which puts us at 24. And if you watch the show on Monday, this is why I was throwing in Evan Fournier to make all the money work because he conveniently makes about $20 million. Yeah. Add Isn't all those like right around up? 18 or something crazy like that. It's like right it's, at that. Yeah. So, long story short, the math makes sense if you want to ship out Russ and get those three guys back. Yeah. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying conveniently the math works out. Matt's promising you guys that we're going to get this done. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, but like that, that's that's one iteration of the deal. If the Lakers do decide to go the three-team route and get involved with the spider trade, that's that's those are the pieces you're probably looking at coming back for the Lakers. If not, they'll probably chase really hard after Indiana. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Couldn't we technically, if we did a Russ or Buddy and Turner, do use that trade exception to go get Cam Reddish? That'd be like around $8 million. Use that trade exception and maybe a pick if we still have it. I doubt we would, but. No, I think that went out the window with this with this deal. But I'd Fair have enough. to double check the math on that. But yeah, I mean. No, it would just be it would just be healed and, and Turner coming back. That would yeah. be, There'd be no exception for that. Um, Woj just tweeted out. What Woj say? No, he's the yes. Oh, it's story. Okay. Yeah. All right, Mario Hernandez with a super chat here. I'm start. I'm slowly catching up, guys. The best thing about this trade is that no picks are traded. Something big is still becoming. Yeah, I think that's been the, the the common sentiment throughout this live stream. Um, Brody with a super chat. JTA can still fill Stanley's role and ask more offense. I agree, and it sucks that I can't do that film breakdown for you guys, but uh, that, that was one of the things I was going to bring up. His his passing out of short role situations and passing from the corner is is elite for a role player. It really is. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I agree, and it sucks I wasn't able to show you guys that. But, uh, yeah. J- J- JTA is very much like the, uh, the connected tissue on a team. 
yeah very much the guy that's not gonna wow you but does his job and make sure everything's integral you mm-hmm. know so i i'm a huge fan that's still you know my favorite off signing move so far or off season move so far i agree newbie and Allen with a super chat the fact that they traded tht with no picks involved do you see them keeping russ and using picks to add another player like buddy or somewhere else no yes. i think the i think the biggest reason why is because they brought back pat Bev. oh keeping russ no yeah and, and because they brought back pat Bev, and they brought back i don't know like the money doesn't work, so don't even entertain this. But like, let's say they brought back Bogdanovich, for example. We bring back a wing for Taylor Horn Tucker instead of another guard. Okay, maybe, right? But no, the, and also the only way you can get Buddy Hill now is by Russell Westbrook getting sent out and uh, getting back Buddy Hill to Miles Turner because you don't have enough salary to send out right now to get Buddy Hill by himself. Now that Taylor Horn Tucker has been traded. Mm-hmm. I agree. Sorry, I read that question too fast. I'm trying to catch up on everything, make sure I'm not missing stuff. No, you're good. You're helping me out. Uh, Eddie Chase with a super chat here. How much cap space do we have this summer since Bev is expiring and Russ is out? Any rumors about big free agents who might come? Uh, it's the Lakers, so literally every single free agent that hasn't already signed an extension has probably already been linked to the Lakers. Um, and basically what this does now is now we, on our books next season, uh, when this trade goes through, it will literally be LeBron, Anthony Davis, and a veteran minimum player option for Damian Jones. If we uh, trade it from Austin and Buddy Heald, then throw Buddy Heald on for, I think, like $19 million, something around that ballpark. And then uh, Miles Turner would be expiring as well. So you'd probably want to resign him, especially if you get a two first round picks and a deal to help get him. I think you would resign him. Um, that's right. Yeah. Agree with all of that. Send Paul NFT with a super chat. I'm sorry if Stanley is in this deal and Palinka doesn't have something else lined up for a wing. I'm calling for his job. Learn from last season with a big emphasis on that. I think, and it might be more underrated. I think your wing depth, you you still need more three and D wings. It never hurts to have enough of them. But I think again, like Matt said, if you're not gonna play Stanley, if he's like a guy that's out of your rotation then okay, you can justify a little bit more. What we had booked marked for Stanley is not what the team had. It's not what Darvin right. Ham was thinking. So, And we're unfortunately not the coaches. I think it will be looking completely different if we were coaches or in the front office. So from, from their advantage point, they looked at it from a point of, we're not playing these guys, let's move them. Or let's see if we can move them. We're not like screaming to go get a deal. But if there's a deal done that can help us out now, then yeah, we're not going to play them. Let's move them. So um. Yeah, so I, I get it. it's kind of frustrating, but um, from their standpoint, I can I guess you can justify where they're coming from and why they did this deal. Right, I am of the agree. It's 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 not what we would do personally. It's what the Lakers are viewing as. So, you know, you roll into the season and THT and Stanley Johnson are not playing. Period. That would have lowered their trade value, and you might not have been able to get this deal done. So the Lakers said, you know what projecting our lineups projecting the minutes projecting you know all the rotations and how we're going to play let's just move these guys now and get something back yep uh eric with a super chat winning mentality and that dog in them that's is the right need for winning teams looking forward to bed and fusing that to the team especially ad um and also he's shooting 38 percent career from three as well ah, i did fact check that he's shooting 37.8 from three so round that up and it's not like he's shooting two attempts. I mean, he didn't shoot two too well this year. He shot just below league average. But last year with the Clippers, with 
more generated looks and cleaner looks. He shot just under 40 at about four attempts per game. And he shot 38% the year before, just under 40 the year before that. So pretty much from 2017, 2018 through last season with the Clippers, he shot close to 40% from three. So, I mean, it's not the cleanest looks and he's not considered a sharpshooter, but production wise, he gets the job done, I suppose. Um, per Woj's uh, report on ESPN, Beverly was eager to join the Lakers in a trade, sources said, thrilled to learn of the impending deal. I'd be pretty happy moving from a rebuilding Utah team to Los Angeles also. I'd be happy to live in Los Angeles in general. Uh, yes, uh, 100% agree. Uh, anime dude. Hi, anime dude. Dallas made the Western Conference Finals last year, and they basically are Luka or Bust. I really think the Buddy and Turner trade would be worth two first-round picks. I think so now. Right now. like you're, you're throwing it in. Again, I think this is – we got to look – when a trade does happen, you got to look at it as, okay, we are really trading two first-round picks for Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, and Patrick Beverly. Or That's how I would look at it too, right? Exactly. Or if it's a Knicks trade, you're trading this to get Patrick Beverly – this this and this so i think let, let's let's look back on this when the roster is done or at least we are close to knowing when the roster is done um or russell westbrook trade is done in general let's look back on this then maybe this is the optimist in me speaking or maybe this is just the lakers fan homer in me speaking but i'm starting to come around on this deal the pacers deal or this tht deal this this tht patrick beverly deal i think i've talked myself into it over the course of this stream yeah, um, just about to say that. Yeah, like, cause, like, look at it this way, man. Like, if if you're in the same mindset I am, and I and I know I need to try for a title, I'm not saying that they're a title favorite, and I'm not saying they they it's very likely. But if I'm all in, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Like, I I feel better with Patrick Beverly on the roster versus THT. That's just this season. Long term, right. if I was rebuilding this team from scratch, I would rather have THT. Exactly. And that's what the that's what the uh, Jazz are doing. They're rebuilding from scratch. They're starting from the ground up. They have time to rebuild. They have time to worry about a THT player development project, although it's a, a pricey player development project that uh, might only be for one season. So we'll see how that pans out for them. Um, Tyson with the super chat. The most underrated part about this Bev trade is his locker room presence. I've seen this go around a lot. He'll play a Rondo type role in that aspect and hold Bron and Anthony Davis accountable. I do. It's probably true. Yeah, I, I do think that. I, or like, not saying that like he can talk to him any t- any kind of way. I guess I'm not sure if that came out the right way. But I think if Patrick Beverly said something, like, "Hey, like, let's get together," like he's a raw raw dude. I think he could, yeah, get them to listen or get them to lock in, basically. But uh, like, yeah. like what I like the most about Patrick Beverly is he's not going to take plays off. Yeah, like he 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 is almost very much like the Avery Bradley role of this team now the pick up pick up all 94 feet get in a guy's jersey irritate them um and then knock down shots on the other end when when he has looks like that that to me is patrick beverly for this lakers team yeah avery bradley from the championship season by the way guys. right yeah yeah not 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 last year i'm talking about 2019 2020 avery bradley like to me this is how i envision patrick beverly right now dan the man 1689 with the super chat our test elbowed harden who do you want who would you want, Patrick Beverly to elbow? Jay Crowder. <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't. I don't even he need didn't to think blink. about that. I didn't even need to think about that one, bro. Like that was. I'm not sure if Matt breathes before he got that one out. And then if Paul Pierce is calling a game, he can elbow Paul Pierce for me too. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so, so Paul NFT, Russ plus one first or Hayward and Ubre is better than the Indiana deal. Sure, but I don't think any I don't think Charlotte's interested anymore because of this Miles Bridges situation, unfortunately. I I almost I almost think that's debatable. Oh. Well, I, I, I think ultimately I agree because it only costs you one first, but then the other thing is like what are you gonna trade that other first with now? Like you don't really have salaries. Yeah, you don't have any salaries they can send out right now, so you, you you've traded THT, and that was your biggest salary piece. So like now, I mean, outside of just holding it for holding it, maybe making a deadline move. Why are you holding on to that extra first round pick? Right. Yeah. I, again, I I don't know, man. Um, there's some questions in the chat, like why did the Lakers have to trade THT and Stanley Johnson? It's it's for salary, salary. purposes. Yeah. Now I guess you could say obviously we would have wanted to be a guy like a winning Gabriel, but I'm sure Utah's like no Stanley. And if you're trying to win now, I guess you have to do it. And it's funny. It's true, but it's funny. I forget another super chat earlier was talking about Stanley Johnson. Like, we're acting like he won a championship with us last year. And and I, yeah, true. That's that's completely true. So I think you just get the deal done. Stanley Johnson, you have guys that can replace him rather easily. Uh, Juan Toscano Anderson. And I'm assuming that they are really high on Troy Brown Jr. with some of the stuff that's come out about him in general and the fact that they weren't really interested in playing Stanley or um, THC. So I hope that's the case. Right. Yeah. I'm, you know, before we, for, before I forget, I, I just want to wish THT and Stanley will in Utah. Yes. But, yeah. Yes. I, I hope they have career years and make the Lakers uh, look dumb for trading them personally. But I hope Patrick Beverly, you know, helps contribute to a title while they're that's, doing well in Utah. That's right. Absolutely. Trey Johnson, is there a way we could end up with Donovan Mitchell? No. I forget who said it, and I'm really upset that they said we were interested. Who said it? Do you remember? I forget. Of course the Lakers are interested in Donovan Mitchell, bro. Like, I'm sure they were interested in Kevin Durant. I'm a Chargers fan. I'm interested in Aaron Donald. Like, like. <laughs> Too bad, bro. He's a Rams. Yeah, that. that's a little bit, like, more, like, over dramatic or whatever. But, like, the point still stands. Like, yeah, I bet they do want Donovan Mitchell. I bet they want Stephen Curry. You're not going to get him. All right, for the sake of this question, there is a poss- there it is legally possible for the Lakers to land Donovan Mitchell. They just do yes. not have nearly as many things to land him in a trade. So um, if you're going to put money in that, I will bet everything I own and every every like literally everything I have that Donovan Mitchell's not a Laker. So I would not I would not be holding on I would not be holding my breath for that. Ooh. Sean Tate, I'd rather have Schroeder than Patrick Beverly. Uh I, I with this roster, no. You could maybe debate it for like an like in general and for the value, maybe, but no, not with this roster. Dennis Schroeder needs the ball in his hands too much. Um production-wise, doesn't shoot the three ball nearly as well. Um, and he just needs the ball in his hands to be really effective. I don't think Patrick Beverly needs the ball at all to be effective. Look at it this way: they're the Boston Celtics who made it to the NBA finals cut or trade Dennis Schroeder and he landed on the Houston Rockets and now he still does not have a job. Yeah. I would, I would just, you know, when you bring up names that are still in the free agency market, there's, there's usually a reason why. Michael Dominguez, we're about to hit the hour mark guys. So appreciate you all. Appreciate you all for sticking around with us tonight. Crazy night. Michael was super chat. Dennis back. If Westbrook is traded, I um, think that's you very tra- possible. Are you trading Kendrick Nunn too? That's the only way I'm like, yeah, fine, bring Dennis back. But if Kendrick Nunn's on the roster, 
Well, oh, you wouldn't want point guard depth? No. Because I think you, you have guys that could fill that role, if you will. Like if sure. Pat Bev went down, you have guys that, I mean, I'm not like just bragging on Austin Reeves or whatever, because I feel like we do that a lot. So in the chat gets a little annoyed by that. I'm not just doing that for doing it. But in terms of who can play the point guard role, if Patrick Beverly has to miss a game or two and you want to start Kendrick Nunn, Austin Reeves can play the point guard role in the offense. I'm not saying he's an actual point guard, but in terms of a guy that could be an off-ball uh, secondary uh, playmaker who does have an underrated passing skill, um, and it's not like he would be starting point guard. Well, doubtful. Anyway, um, I don't know. I just think he would have other priorities if you, if Dennis was available. I mean, sure, I guess, but my question is, is Kendrick Nunn gone too? Sure. That's, that's that's fair. I mean, there's also like the LeBron point, right? Like he just naturally plays point guard anyway. So Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, Scott Holder with Super Chat. Pat and Russ hate each other. Russ is out the door. Uh, yep. That was one of the first things I thought of. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Davis with Super Chat. Are you willing to give up a second first with Indiana? I think now we are. Yeah, I I think that this screams the Lakers are all in and therefore they're asking or they're they're going to move off their stance to add quality impact guys. And and you know, we 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 said the top we said the starting five at the top of the show here. You know, Pat, Buddy, LeBron, AD, Miles Turner. That that's almost that's probably your best case scenario after the Kyrie Irving news. Yeah. And it gave Rob credit for quickly pivoting like the Kyrie thing happened yesterday and or Maybe actually it was earlier today. The KD thing was like, no, when was it? Crap, I don't know now. Um, <laughs> it's yesterday. It was yesterday. Where yeah. they're running it back and things of that nature, and he quickly pivoted. Said, okay, cool. Let's you know go make this roster better. Give him well, well, think about it, man. Like us as fans have been able to to map this out for Rob Polinka the whole off season, <laughs> right? Like we said, okay, if Kyrie Irving doesn't work, they'll pivot to Indiana. Oh, and the Lakers also have options with Utah. So I, I think Rob has been prepared for this this scenario. And you have to remember, NBA teams know a lot more than us fans do. So they, they probably knew before you know anything was reported that Kyrie Irving wasn't going to be a Laker. So they, they've had time to work on this deal. It's not like Rob Plinker called Danny Ainge today and was like, hey, what do you think about THT and Stanley Johnson for Patrick Beverly? Like, I'm sure that framework had been discussed previously already. Yovan in the spaces, I'm assuming, just said, uh, again, he thinks the Lakers prefer the Indy trade and that the second first is the holdup. He says Utah would be the second choice with Bogdanovich and maybe Clarkson or Cam Reddish coming in. He also says, because I guess the Spurs got robbed, I was reading some things on Twitter. Yovan also says that the Spurs trade isn't really moving the needle. There'll be a trade dump. Charlotte is interesting, but the Miles Bridges situation, as we've said, makes it really, really hard to deal with them right now. Right. And that makes sense. I think that's what we've been saying this whole time. It's probably going to be Brooklyn, Indiana, Utah, then New York. And then any other options that may be out there. Um, Yovan also very reluctantly says he would put at 60% that Russ is gone by training camp, but there's still a decent chance he's there. I mean, that. so let's, let's, let's clarify real quick. That's just training camp. Training camp, exactly. That's just and that's just camp. the start of training camp. That, that's what that's what this uh, thread says anyway. I'm reading a thread. Yeah, so, I mean, deal-wise, this could very happen mid-preseason. This could happen at the beginning of the year. You know, like, that. that's fine. Um, 
I'm going to bet that it happens before training camp, though, personally. Agreed. Maybe I'd be an optimistic. Sure. But right. I, I just think it makes too much sense. Like, why wait on it? Like, nothing's going to change between now and then. Let's dive back into some of these super chests. Muhammad says, big fan, guys. Thank you. Two first and Russ for Heald and Turner. Can we get it? How can we also get Cam Reddish or another wink after the Pacers trade? Thank you. Um, this would need to be a four-team trade. It would need to be a four-team trade more than likely. Um, technically, you could do none in for Reddish straight up if for some reason New York was interested. Um, but they I think the that, most yeah. optimal route to get Cam Reddish, if we really want to miss, be a three- or four-team trade. Yeah, I think it would need to be a four-team trade, and it would have to be some of the unwanted salary from New York coming back to the Lakers in a deal. So, you know, hypothetically speaking, it would be like Russ to Utah. Well, actually, wait. I got to really think about this because that's a lot of salaries coming back. It would be... Trying to do the math in my head. Heel, Turner, probably Fournier and Reddish. I don't know if you have enough to send back out off the top of my head. I think Utah would need to send something to New York to make that work. Long story short, I think it's possible. Yeah. Alex F in our super chat. Nine plus Pat Bev equals fire. 47 to 50 wins. Okay. Make Russ six man. Uh, Yeah. Have fun. I, man, that's not going to go over well. Yeah. It's going to be a PR nightmare. You're making life not fun for us, Alex. Like that's gonna be not gonna be fun. How many Russ. wins do the Lakers win if that's your team? Patrick Beverly, Heel Turner, the rest of the guys. I don't think if this is the roster with adding Pat Bev, you maybe get another win. It's like we were saying 42 wins. You maybe No, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying add Turner and Heald. Oh, add Turner and Heald, then I think your floor, if everybody's healthy, your floor is maybe 44, 45. I think that's your floor now. If everybody's healthy. If, if your ceiling, if everybody's healthy, absolute ceiling, everything goes well. Probably like 50, 53. 52, 53. Yeah, right around that range. Like, a, I, think, like a, I think they'll fall somewhere in the middle of that. Sure. No, that's that's totally fair. And I, I think that puts them right around where we thought, like a six or five seed. Yeah. Johnny. Wrong one. There we go. Pat and Westbrook on the same team. Again, I highly doubt. We'll be going into the regular season with the guys on the same team. Yeah, Maybe I'm being optimistic. I doubt it. I can't see it. Daniel with a super chat. Finally, we got Bev as a great birthday gift. Well, happy birthday, Daniel. And uh wow, you share a birthday with Kobe. That's awesome, bro. Yeah. Happy birthday. So uh thanks for bringing the good energy for it being your birthday. You got you got the deal done for us. Agree. Congrats. Pat was going to be cut, and Palinka gave that t- gave THT and Stanley Johnson SMH. I Are mean, we sure Pat was going to get cut? Yeah, I, I I don't think they. I think they knew we were gonna, they were going to get something for Patrick Beverly in a trade because Patrick Beverly is he he's a win now asset that I think a lot of teams can really really use, and I I don't think they would have to cut him or buy him out or anything. So um, I, I disagree personally. I think Matt does too. Oh, and yeah, right. Kobe's birthday was yesterday. Today's Mamba Day. So having a birthday on Mamba Day, very cool. Very cool. They're both cool. That very cool. Yeah. Mark Mark, who's there? Uh, possibility Lakers trade. I was like, where are you going with that? Donovan Mitchell, uh, zero and a half. Actually, I don't know what I was doing there. None. There isn't enough. Point zero 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 
probably a couple more zero one percent chance. Yeah, this it's not happening. All right, guys, let's see. I'm still trying to catch up on the super chats. It's been a wild night. We actually started early. That's how uh crazy it was. Uh, yeah, oh my god, peel back the curtain. I told Sean after we recorded our video, like, bro, we need to go live like right now. Just go live now. Yeah, <laughs> there's no point in waiting. Like, people are already up in the spaces, Twitter's going nuts. This is we, we just got to get in there. Yeah, this is just insane. Um, yeah. I'm trying to get a drink of water right quick. That's a nope, nope. Started right, started now, started now. Yeah, I was okay. I was rushing Sean a little bit. <laughs> Another super chat here. Who'll be the new GM once Rob is fired this year? Good lord, guys. Again, uh, don't don't evaluate this move until everything is done. Now, to answer the question, if Rob is fired this year, I don't know, probably somebody in house because it's the Lakers. Okay, I have a great question for you. Or Trevor. Put Trevor in the front office. I, I have a good question for you. Um, the Lakers traded for Patrick Beverly. Let's say they get the Indiana deal done. Do we say Rob did a good job? This offseason? Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh it's not like an A plus or anything, but I think it, it deserved like an A minus because I think I think it's a lot more at times like the process more so than the end result sometimes. And I think this offseason was already going to be a, a decent one from Rob in my book anyway, because I think from a process standpoint, they've said that, hey, we want to get younger, we want to get faster, we want to get more athletic and, and, and better defensively. And for the most part, I think you could say that with all of the moves they've made, um, the only thing they really didn't get better defensively in was Lonnie Walker. And I still think there's a ton of upside for him to get better on that end of the floor. But you definitely got more athletic. You definitely got faster. You definitely – got more switchy, if you will, defensively. And then you go do stuff like this. You go get Patrick Beverly, Miles Turner, Buddy Heald. And I say, yeah, it'll be a really, really quality offseason by Rob Palenka. Even if, I said this about Darvin Ham too, and the hiring of Darvin Ham, even if this season is a bust, and even if Darvin Ham is a bad head coach knocking on every single piece of wood I can find, because I don't want those things to happen. But even if those things are true, I would still graded out as like hey this was a good decision because of the process and how you handled making and coming to the decision so um i, I think regardless I, I think this was a good off season by rob Lenka. all right the reason why i asked that is because i don't think we're gonna fire a guy who did everything he could to improve the roster with what he had that that's my personal opinion anyway right. um because we, we talk about process over results a lot here in lakers nation so getting heel Turner and Patrick Beverly in the same off season after missing out on Kyrie Irving, even though that wasn't technically your fault. I mean, what were you supposed to do? You're supposed to run it back with a starting five of Russ, Lonnie Walker, THT, Stanley Johnson, and winning Gabriel, your starting five opening night. Let, let, like, let me put it this way, man. Like, do, do you think Rob had any shot at Kyrie Irving after, after yesterday's news? No. And the reason why I bring that up is because like that's not a Lakers, that's not his or the Lakers' fault. Like it takes two two teams to trade. Like if the Lakers offered yep. two unprotected first THT and whatever else they could, and Brooklyn still said no, can't really say anything. Agreed. Uh let's see where else we're at here now. Ben with a super chat. They should have announced this deal last. After the Indiana deal, we've waited far too long just to see the Pat Bev deal first, LOL. I, I think it's it's just because it was the most straightforward deal. I think the Lakers are still going to try and haggle over that second first-round pick that they want. They don't want to give up. 
as they should, as they should. Um, yeah, like this this one made complete sense. Like if the Lakers said, "Oh, we don't have to give up picks," sure, bet. All right, since we still have a bunch of people in here, I do want to take a quick pause and announce that, hey, you guys should come and play fantasy football with us, Lakers Nation. Send an email. There you go, Matt. I got the plug for you. Send an email uh, explaining why you would like to be in part of the league. Submissions do end actually tomorrow. tonight, tomorrow night. Uh, so send your submission over to LakersNationFF at gmail.com uh, if you would like to play fantasy football with us. I think right now you got Matt, Ron, and Mark. Is that right? Or is it Matt, Trevor, and Mark? It is actually all four of us. You were right. It is Ooh. me, Ron, Trevor, and Mark. Um, we are still doing fantasy football. Apologies for not bringing it up on the show on Monday. But um, if you are still interested, uh, feel free to email the email address that Sean brought up, LakersNationFF at gmail.com. Still happily accepting submissions. I'll tell you all right now, I've got a couple favorites that I'm, I'm looking forward to bringing into the league. Um, I'll tell you a secret. It's because their submissions are really funny. So um, something that catches our eye, because we do have a bunch of submissions that we're sifting through right now as we speak. So again, email LakersNationFF at gmail.com. Let us know why you want to play with us. And, um, you know, good luck. All right. See, there we go. Cheap plug in the middle of a show with like 500 super chats still to get through. Trevor would be so proud. Oh, man. He is probably uh, very upset with us. Whoops. Reginald Thomas with the super chat. Another Lance Stevenson move. Giving up two 20 year olds. Bad move. Again, well, St- St- uh, Stanley Johnson's like, what, 28? Somewhere around that ballpark? Like, okay, here, here, here's my biggest gripe. Um, what, what do you have traded those two for? If you're not going to play them. And like you said earlier, if you went into the season and it's like the trade deadline and you look up at the statue and like, oh crap. Taylor Warren Tucker's played in 12 games this year, not because he's he hasn't been healthy, but because they didn't want to play him. Why would I trade for him? I think you hit high on their what their uh, value was going to be. For once, probably decent asset management because you're not going to play them. So just move them now at the peak of their value. No, and you know, just the other piece, like what, what was the alternative? Like who else was taken? Like what were you going to get realistically for THT and Stanley Johnson? Like realistically. Right. Like, like, and I'm guilty of this too. I think I think fans of every team, not just Lakers fans, I think fans of every team will overrate their own players. Mm-hmm. But the truth is always somewhere in the middle between you know other teams' perceptions and the team's perceptions. And I think THT is a fine prospect. I think Stanley is a is a good rotation depth piece. But I don't think they either of them were going to play major minutes in a playoff series. That's just my personal opinion. No super chat here. Love the show, guys. We miss you, Trevor. Exceptional job by the Lakers Nation crew while Trevor rests up. Hopefully, hope we get bogey with Patrick Beverly in this trade. Uh, thank possible. you for the nice comment at the start. And then, yes, it is very much possible that we could get bogey in the deal as well. Boyan Bogdanovich, uh, like I mentioned recently, uh, Sham Sharania did go on the Pat McAfee show, I believe, and mentioned Bogdanovich and Patrick Beverly as the two pieces the Lakers are heavily interested in trying to get a deal done on. Yes, very specifically mentioned Boyan and Pat. So I would I would still be looking at Boyan pretty hard right now. Oh, no. This is uh, about a comedy you said earlier, Matt. Jamie, the Super Chat. Matt, what drinks did you have today? <laughs> All right. So I did have one Paloma, and I had their version of a uh, pina colada at the uh, bar Ooh, I okay. went to. Um, I'll, um, I'll look it up right now. If you guys are in Long Beach, let me know. We can grab a drink together. Um, I never got that invite. I- I'm I'm hurt. 
You're right, Sean. Next time you're in Southern California, El Barrio Cantina, not sponsored, but very cool, very good food, very good drinks. So if you're in the Long Beach area or in SoCal in general, make a trip. The Bears have entered the Super Chat. Thanks. Good luck this year. Being a team with two wins is always tough. Damn, that's rough. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, uh, man. Let's see what else we got here. Uh... Oh, a lot of lot of lot of guys in in Long Beach. Shout out LBC, bro. Five six two, always and forever. <laughs> Carlos Santana, the super chat, appreciate it. Uh, Brandon Robertson, not stoked on losing THT and Stanley for Pat Beth. Yeah, I think there's been the common sentiment throughout a lot of the super chats. But again, like we've been saying so much, it feels like a broken record. Just reevaluate over when when this whole thing is done. And for right now, just think about what's going in and what's going out with the context being provided that we weren't playing THT and Stanley Johnson anyway. So for right now, just look at it from that perspective and then reevaluate when the whole deal is done. Yeah, okay, like here, here's how I would frame it, assuming Indiana goes down. And I feel like I've said that like, like 50 times already. If the deal ends up being Russ, THT, Stanley Johnson, two first for Patrick Beverly, Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, I don't think it's that bad when you put it in that kind of context. Exactly. Yeah. Especially like you mentioned a, a bunch of times, Matt, for a, a team that's trying to win now actively with LeBron James, it, it makes complete sense. That's right. A hundred percent agree. Um, again, like the Lakers aren't messing around guys. Like they, they know they need to compete now. Their window is now and next year. That's it. Another super chat. Do you guys think Dennis Schroeder makes sense now as a veteran minimum uh, minimum target? Uh, I said it depends. Like, is is Kendrick Nunn coming back, or are you trading Kendrick Nunn? If you trade Kendrick Nunn, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I it makes sense. I just don't know if that should be the priority, like what you said. But I mean, I, I it's one of those things where you don't hate it. It's such a low cost, low risk move. Like, my bad, guys. I was trying to see if Yovan said anything else. Uh, Vector Nova, man, Vector, trying to get me all sad up in here and teary-eyed. Uh, I also realized that we had Caruso and THT, that we let Caruso go, we keep THT, then ruin his value with Russ, now we trade him for a older, worse Caruso. I'm sorry, but, Pol- but Polinka cannot have his job back next season. Okay, again, like, if we're being honest, Polinka, although you can make complete arguments that he's mismanaged his, his assets, Mismanaged contract negotiations, especially with rookies and younger players. But if you look at the four off seasons that he's been the, at the helm and really making the decisions in the organization about the team and roster management, three out of those four seasons, he has built at least for two for sure, two for sure. And this one's TBD. Two of those years, he built championship contenders. The one of them they won. The other one, an Anthony Davis injury doesn't happen, and you are at least in the Western Conference Finals. Last year was awful, and then. If you get if you land the Pacers trade for an example, you're up there in the mix of teams that could realistically come out of the Western Conference. Not saying they're the favorites or anything, but you put together another really well-rounded, solid roster. So I get it; it's frustrating, and I do agree that he poorly managed that situation with Alex Caruso. Although personally, I think that's more of an ownership thing and Genie not wanting to spend too much into the tax. Personally, that's just me. But uh, Matt, what do you think about that? <sighs> Man, I just. I want to move on from Caruso. This is like the ex I can't get over, you know? 
Um, is the ex you're still reading her texts every day because you miss her? It's the yeah, it's the ex I'm still checking her social media on. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the ex I didn't block. Yeah, it's the ex I haven't muted on Instagram yet. Um, yeah, I mean, like, look, it, it's it's almost sunk cost at this point, right? Like, Caruso was a mistake on the front office's part. I 100% agree with that. Um, and now, you know, to the comments point about, you know, wrecking THT's trade value and uh, and having to trade him for basically a worse version of Caruso, I, I 100% get that. Um, but just because it was a mistake in the first place doesn't mean that, you know, you shouldn't try to improve in, in other areas. So, um, you know, from that perspective, like this is almost me saying, this is almost me looking at it from Ross' perspective, saying he acknowledges he made a mistake and is trying to correct it. Is it dumb that he has to do that? One hundred percent. But what's the alternative? He keeps THT and and the roster as is. No. Then you're know. really going to be calling for his job. Yeah. Then you would have been really upset with him, right? So you know, he he backed himself into this corner. This is him trying to get out of it. Does it look great optically? No. But I, I ultimately think it's probably the better move if you're trying to win this season. Josh 90, I wonder what the NBA will look like in 10 years. I wonder what the NBA will look like in a week. <laughs> yeah, I can't even think about past next season, man. 10 years from now, sheesh. Um, I am assuming Bronny's in a Lakers jersey. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Uh, I'll be with a super chat. Could Sean, more- you're tweeting during the show. No, I literally am looking at it right now. No, it was just a little. So I'm trying to stay up to date with some of the stuff that's going on. Come on. Oh my god. Pay Come attention. On. I'm trying, I'm trying, I am paying attention. Hobby <laughs> B with a super chat could have gotten more than Patrick Beverly for THT and Stanley. In my opinion, do you agree, Matt? What do you think? I think in terms of on-court production, maybe, but I'm going to put it this way. I'm going to assume Rob Palenka did his due diligence and shopped THT and Stanley Johnson or even just THT to the rest of the league and got nothing. And that's why he pivoted here. Yeah. John Robinson. Sorry. I was just going to say that this is why I think, you know, it's it's important to remember that I think fans of every team overrate their own players. I think they should get more back when in reality, the rest of the league's perception of certain players is not very high. So. John Robertson Dow. Hope that will be that Beverly trade won't last. It's going to uh, take some getting used to. That's right. Um, yep. B Matt Rick Fox keeps tweeting. And heel to the Lakers. Is he sneaky? Uh, did Rick Box tweet something out? I'm gonna. I'm literally googling right now, man. Let me see. Rick Fox Twitter. Uh. Oh. He is. Oh. Oh. Is uh. Is Rick Fox from the Bahamas? Is that right? I believe so. He he is a Canadian Bohemian actor. Holy God. Basically, his tweet is Michael Thompson, Rick Fox, Clay Thompson, Buddy Heel, DeAndre Aiden, championships and Bahama flags. Um, oh, and then right before that, Rick Fox. How do the Lakers get another ring? Buddy Heel, Miles Turner, Patrick Beverly. Let's go Lakers. Well then. Well then. 
Scott Jackson, uh, actually no, Jason Kelly, I just completely skipped through this one. Jason Kelly was super chat. Bryant can be 70% of what Turner is. Wings, not bigs. Uh, ideally, yeah, but well, wait, if you're telling me, yeah, but if you're telling me we're getting off of Russell Westbrook, you're getting two starting caliber players and Buddy Heald and Miles Turner that actually fit, sure. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't disagree with you. Like, I, I prefer Wings 100%. It's just what Wings can the Lakers trade for right now. Scott Jackson with a super chat. Hate to say, I think this is an isolated move to clear cap space to go after Kyrie Irving next season since we can't trade for him now and Westbrook stays. This is a very much pessimistic way to look at it, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, you still can't fully offer Kyrie Irving the max. You would have to take a pay cut. And I'm still not even sure. Like, the pay cut would be bigger than what we would think because he would have the open roster spot charges that would apply so now you're looking at stuff like the 30 to 31 million dollars that they would potentially have cleared up you're more so looking like i don't know how much the roster spot charges off the top of my head but it would be closer to like 25 26 which i mean you're talking like a 10 to 15 million dollar pay cut i'm not sure Kyrie Irving would take that no i think the other thing to point out here is that if this was really just a move to clear salary cap space the lakers don't need to execute this deal now they could trade THD. this is a deadline deal yeah, they can do this way later. I, I, I think that this is a precursor to a move. Don't like, get me like, sad like that. Like, think about it, right? If the Pacers are just waiting for a second first-round pick, the Lakers can do that this instant. Rob, get it done. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. like I, I, The Lakers are not stupid. I think a lot of the moves they make are very questionable, but they're not dumb. I think they read the market and they go, okay, this is what it's going to cost. Jonathan T with a super chat. No one is taking plays off with Pat Bev around. He'll be Darvin Ham on the floor. Sure. Actually, it was it was to a point. I remember Doc Rivers saying this. That this is the ultimate boat of confidence a head coach can have in his point guard. It was, I want to say, the year that they were abnormally good with, like, Pat Bev, Lou Will, Tobias Harris. They actually might. I think they traded on midseason. Um, Trez, and they lost to the Warriors in the first round. I think Doc was saying, like, how – he now gave not full reins to the offense to Pat Bev, but like in terms of like calling plays, like getting them into their actions. It was more so Pat Bev getting the, the offense initiated instead of Doc calling things out, which in my opinion is the ultimate boat of confidence you could give your point guard. So, yeah, I mean, if Pat Bev earned that trust so early on, then uh, offensively and defensively, obviously, that, that'd be great. Agree. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Patrick Beverly plays frustrating defense via super chat from Carlos Santana. What it like frustrating for the other team or like frustrating for us to watch? Yeah, I was about to say, like, I'm assuming it's fun for us to watch and frustrating for them. I would assume, but what do I know? I, I, I think it just boils down to, do you think this team is better than it was before this trade? Yeah. Um, Jamie with a super chat. I bet there will be a Westbrook trade tomorrow. Just Shoot, I hope so. Make it before like 4 p.m. Eastern, please. I'd greatly appreciate that. 
Uh, if if uh, for anyone that's probably wondering if Russell Westbrook does get traded, I'm almost 100 percent sure we'll go live again. So <laughs> yes, and that's why I said again, please before four or you know it's five. Just do do your own thing, Rob. Just get the deal done. I don't even care at this point. Right. If if Ron has to fill for me and he hosts, I'll be I'll be sad, but. We'll we'll get something up. Don't worry, guys. This has been a move we've been talking about since the season ended. Yeah, it's, it would be a momentous occasion. <laughs> Angie Bernard or uh, was super chat. There is a way for us to get healed by Donovich and Turner. Westbrook not a first and a second to Indiana in trade exception. The first to Utah. The money works. I don't think that's wrong. I I, I think that makes sense actually. Um. 36 54 yeah I, I i think that actually does make sense money wise because the lakers can take in up to 120 percent i want to say um on the salary that's coming back from what they traded out so that would be like do, 50, 52 million dollars you're sending out yeah 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 exactly yeah. so you do 52 million coming out you can take 120 percent coming back in so, so that was 125 something like that it, it still comes out to about 62 and a half million of salary that you can come you can take in a trade so healed bogdanovich and turner i think really quickly is like 18 18 i think 20 18. yeah it's like close to 54 55 million so yeah the money works you can do it yeah Let's see what else we got here in the chat uh at some point guys we are gonna probably cut off super chats but do think about right now what is your favorite kobe moment to celebrate kobe day we're gonna end the show with that we're not i don't think we're near the end because we have a lot of super chats to get to but uh let's let's get through them t2 runner again with our super chat assuming we get healed in turner would you rather bring Melo back or for uh this upcoming season or give cole swider a standard contract with the last spot are there any other options Ooh, that's a good question out of those two, probably see what Cole has, honestly. I Maybe I'm just... I, I think I'm leaning that way, too. I just think you don't need to do Cole right now because he's on a two-way. So you still have Cole. Right. I think I would go Mellow just because it, you can have both, theoretically. Yeah. Dre Johnson, would you rather trade with Indy or Utah again? Probably Indy. I think I agree. Yeah, probably Indy. Not sure what that's supposed to be, but is the Pat Bev trade a slap in the face to Westbrook? Uh, L Tiny 12, Sean. Come on, bro. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, you're, you're probably trading Russell Garlis. Joey C with a super chat. Lakers fans, trade THT. Also, Lakers fans, don't trade two first round picks. Lakers fans have to trade THT without first giving up first round picks. Oh my God, bad trade. SMH. I'm gonna say I, I, I reading the chat's temperature. It's very split. I haven't even been able to keep up with this. It's like split on. Hey, good trade. You free up a roster spot. Uh, Patrick Beverly helps win now. When the other other side is, you trade a 21 year old, basically. Right. I don't know, man. I. <sighs> I understand both sides. I suppose. The deal makes sense. I don't know if it's necessary. Like, I, I don't want to judge it right away. I'm just assuming that more stuff's happening. But if this is what it ends up being, just this by itself, then yeah, I think it's a bad trade. But I, I'm very strongly in the camp that something else is going to happen. 
So we traded Alex Cruz for Pat. Now I don't like it. I mean, theoretically, you traded Alex and THT for Pat. Yeah. That makes me sad. Rashar Lee liked the trade because no picks involved. Agree. Sure. I mean, that's... Oh, that's yeah, imagine funny. if you gave up a pick. Oh, Lord. Oh, that would have been bad. Then we would be calling for for Rob's head. Then we'd be calling for Rob's head. Exactly. 100%. D. Lawson, 23. The Lakers trade one Chicago guard for another. Does none stay? Oh, Patrick Bevy's from Chicago. I completely forget that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think so. I hope so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, we've been throwing in none in salary dumps or uh, just to make salaries work. I, I'm very guilty of doing that. But, I mean, if he's healthy, which he says he is, like, it's a good player. Mark, Mark again. Uh, is the Lakers compensated helping Knicks get Mitchell? Basically, he's asking if the Lakers help uh, the Knicks get Donovan Mitchell, do they get stuff back? And that is why I was such a strong proponent of that kind of scenario, because I think they could get a young player like Cam Reddish back. And then if that's, for example, the only way the Knicks, the Jazz are like, yeah, we're not doing this deal for any reason. Well, I don't know what the reason would be, but like, we're not doing this unless a third team gets involved. The Knicks like Lakers help us. Okay, cool. Cam Reddish for helping. That, that's me. exactly it. It's, it's greasing the wheels of the trade, right? Like they're taking back salaries and they're also, you know, helping get this deal done. I, I think it makes sense for them to ask for a young player in return. Kushan Edwards again with another super chat. Russ Gabriel won first and three seconds to the Pacers. None a first to the Hornets. Oh, this is the uh, the trade that uh, he sent us apparently. Oh, gotcha. None um, a- None in the first of the Hornets. Ubre healed and turns to the Lakers. Sign Mellow and Schroeder. Okay, that's a lot going on here. Um, I think this is very heavily favoring the Lakers. 100%. It does not seem like the Pacers would be interested in this one because you are... Also, I'm not sure why I'm giving up a first for Kelly Ubre. Um, the Pacers, the problem is two first-round picks. So we, and they're not getting that. I know it's three seconds, but they want the first round picks. It really seems like I hope I'm wrong. And then they're willing to budge on two first. I mean, two seconds uh, and a first. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. Why, I'm not sure why I'm trading a first to get Ubre. And um, the Pacers probably say no. Agree. Yeah, I, I think the Pacers say no to this deal. But if, it, if it's on the table for the Lakers, you absolutely take that. Hulk. What Pat Bev does does not show up in the stat sheets. He's a dog, and the Lakers need more dogs defensively and intensity and a certified pest. Sure. Oh. It's like the intangible stuff. Yeah. Got that dog in him. Roo, roo. I don't know what that was. Please. You need. That. We need to end this show quick. Sean is fading <laughs> fast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, West Trueblood. Sean, your mic skills have really improved. Keep up the good work. Well, thanks. I will take it. I agree. <laughs> Well, damn, Matt. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> hey, man, I'm supporting you. I was joking with Trev, a little peek behind the curtain. I, I cannot watch. I still, to this day, can't watch the very first breakdown. I cringe. I can't watch it. You know what's funny? Trevor, just to lighten up the show some more, Trevor showed me one of the videos you did before you signed on with us. I know. He told me that, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it can work. Just needs some work on the mic. But otherwise, I think the the, the content's there, so. Alrighty, trying to catch up. I know we had. Okay, here we go. 
Jonathan Taylor, the best back in football. So the Lakers bring back Mello even after an Indiana trade. That's like a why not for me, no pun intended. Hey, there we go. We got somebody in the Austin Reeves Patrick Beverly fan club. Reeves and Beverly backcourt sounds good to me. As I don't as mind as- it. Yeah. But I do. I, I definitely see where you're coming from. Like, if you're trading this stuff, you're trading two picks essentially to help get Buddy healed, you probably should start him. Yeah, no, I, I think he does. And that's not like a, I don't like Austin Reeves. I just think Buddy healed is going to, the offensive spacing and other things that you get with him on the floor, I think are going to be very beneficial for those lineups. So that's it. Joe, sorry if I missed it, but do you guys think Hewitt and Turner might still happen? I don't think I'm alone in thinking it's going to be hard to walk a path bed with open arms at first. Uh, yes, we talked a lot about it. I do think me and Matt are on the same page that um, a Buddy Hewitt and Miles Turner trade is the most likely outcome. I'm not saying it will be the outcome that happens. And uh, right. yes, it will definitely take some getting used to seeing Patrick Beverly in a Lakers jersey. I just shivered there, but... uh yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't hate him as much as other people do. I definitely find him annoying, but I think since he got traded away from the Clippers, I've I've learned to to let it go a little bit. I'm just now getting to the point to the part of the super of uh, the chat where uh, they're reacting to you saying I tweeted something out. That's <laughs> I'm just now getting to that part. Uh, all right, let's see what else we got here. Um. I think we are finally starting to come around and starting to be able to, you know, have a good understanding or a good thought of how this trade does uh, impact the Lakers now. Ravens Nation, barf. I'm joking. I remember hating our test before he was a Laker. Just saying. Yep. I mean, again, like there, there are definitely players that, you know, you hate to play against them, but as soon as they're on your team, they're your guy now. That's right. So, for better or for worse, Patrick Beverly is a Los Angeles Laker, so I will happily welcome him with open arms on opening night. Yeah, now uh, Rob, just go trade for Jay Crowder so Matt can uh, struggle oh. to say that. Uh, Please don't. <laughs> don't do that to me. I'm excited to watch Patrick Beverly yell at Draymond Green on opening night. That's going to be fun. Oh, that's going to be hilarious. Just see, no, seeing Patrick Beverly yell at people in general is going to be hilarious. Yeah, that double ejection is going to hit real nice. <laughs> Opening night double tech. Yeah, just double ejections off the bat. Be great. Oh, man. Uh, Frankie24, this move means nothing unless Russ is out. Agree. Sure. JR Ruiz with a super chat. Appreciate it. Let's see what else we got here in the chat. I think we're starting to get caught up, if not completely caught up. We did it. Uh, Another super chat. Kobe winning his last championship with him standing up on the table with the ball in one hand and holding up five in the other. I think that would be a nice statue. Do you? Yeah. This is a great segue into the Mamba Day stuff. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I think that was my suggestion for statue. That would be awesome. It's either that, a Kobe fadeaway, or, or something else. Um, I don't know why when he, uh, game four against Phoenix in 06, where he's pulling the jersey across, I've always thought that would be a great statue, too, for some reason. I don't know how he would pull it off, but I've always thought that would be a good one. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I that's actually an underrated one. I, I kind of like that one, too. But, yeah, I mean, 
there are plenty of Kobe poses and things like, you know, like um, I could also imagine them doing his last game as a Laker where he has like, you know, his hand to his chest and he's like waving to the crowd. Yeah. Like I can see that one being a, a statue too. So they've, they've got options for sure. Um, I don't know if we have any more super chats, but I feel like that's a good segue into Mamba day though. We have a couple more. They're pretty like just not much to do, go too much in detail about. Mike Conley says, you rather have Dennis or take a chance on none? Take a chance on none. Yeah, agree. Uh, Reginald Thomas, Lance Stevenson Jr., being Pat Beverly, doesn't move the needle by himself. Yeah, you're right. I think it's other moves coming, though. So, All right, guys. So today was Mama Day, and I planned on, you know, really talking about Mama Day a lot, but obviously this hit us hard. So the question is, going out to the chat, is what is your favorite Kobe Bryant moment or moments or your favorite Kobe game? Um, I'll, I'll kick the question over the mat. What what was your favorite Kobe moment, game, or just Kobe memory in general? Man, um, I think as a player, the first thing I always think about um, is, and, and this is how I describe Kobe Bryant to people too, like that don't watch basketball at all. Um, like when they ask me, like, what what kind of player was Kobe? Uh, the thing I always think about was the inbound play against the Orlando Magic, where Matt Barnes was inbounding the ball on the baseline. Yep. And he has the ball and he decides to like just like pretend to throw it at Kobe and the dude doesn't flinch like one bit. <laughs> like like to me, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um the Lakers end up losing that game, I remember, but I, I just think it was so like badass for Kobe to like just stand there like chewing gum and like not flinching one <laughs> bit. It's it's like almost quintessential Kobe. That and the night he tore his Achilles. Um, mm. I remember the story afterward where he's saying like yeah, you know, I was, um, I don't think he was telling it, but someone was like, yeah, Kobe was trying to pull up his Achilles tendon so he can keep playing and finish that game. <laughs> I've never heard that story. Like, that's such an insane thing to, like, most I'm... guys you see tear their Achilles will, like, fall into a heap and need to be helped off the floor. The dude sinks two free throws, walks off the court by himself, and then he has the the famous uh, media scrum where he's like, if you see him in a fight with a bear, pray for the bear. It's that That's that same night. So... You know, Kobe has so many game winners, so many like high scoring point games and all these things. But like, I think it's just the mentality and the essence of the player that I really loved about him. And so those are the two things I always think about when I when I think of Kobe and like the kind of player he was. I, I'm not going to lie. I, obviously, I'm not meeting. I'm not meaning this in a condescending way. That's like that's like a lunatic. Like, who would ever think? Like, no, you know, Kobe. Like, Kobe was was when they say built different. That dude was built different. He was he was a lunatic. Dude, uh, Torres Achilles tennis. So you know, what? I'm gonna roll this bad boy up. And I'm gonna finish this game. Like that's, that's, that's. And they won that game. They that, won that, the game. Yeah. That was that was 2012, 2013. That yep. was that was the season that the Lakers barely got into the playoffs, and it's because they won that game. Like that was a very pivotal game for the Lakers to win. Oh man, yeah. That that was awesome. Um. I. Oh, this is an underrated one. I love this one a lot. Uh, Mark Duncan, Kobe yelling at Casal <laughs> to be an animal in Italian. Black Swan, Casal, bro. Good times. Um, I, I tweeted this out because I somebody asked this question. I think it was our guy, uh, Petty. He tweeted this out on Twitter. Uh, what was your favorite Kobe moment? I, I retweeted. I said, um, I said, Game Seven, twenty ten. Be, because of how poorly Kobe shot, if anything. Six for 24. He shot so awful in that game. Yeah. Like he literally did everything else right, and they wound up winning the game. You know you know, Kobe had 15 rebounds that game? Yeah, well, it was like 20, 22, 15, and 5, something like that. 
Yeah, like shot was not falling. Was, shot was not falling. Was it's very, like, very off the whole night, and just decided yeah. to grab a, a crap ton of boards. And it was, it was, they were bad misses too. It wasn't like uh, I ran. Oh out. no, they were bad. Yeah, they like, were very bad misses. He had, he had just played incredible in Game Six. Um, off the top of my head, yeah, I think that's right. Um, it to have that bad shooting wise, that bad of a Game Seven. Um, it's the it's my twenty three points to fifteen rebounds. The chat is telling me, so I was wrong. Um, I, I think it's um there were so many like I think old Kobe moments too like in the later start stages of his year where he's like f y'all for thinking I'm washed and he just decides to dunk on people for like a whole season I think that's also the same season he tears his Achilles yeah the uh, the Nets dunk is yeah the first my mind the one over Gerald Wallace and I think Brooke Lopez like yeah nutty that's also the same season he dunks over Josh Smith against the Hawks um just a bunch of stuff dude. Alex F. Kobe statue on five. I'm on May on May eighth. Jeez, 2024. The number of rings plus the two jerseys. Or you know February eighth, 2024 for Gianna. Also, yeah. uh, I I don't know, man. I I think they're over a 20 year career, and even after that, like they're just so like I I loved. Like I don't know if a lot of people share this, but I I do. Like I I loved Dad Kobe. Mm-hmm. yes like, yes like reti- like i don't know what it is i think just seeing kobe like try to kill people like literally on a court for 20 years like you just paint this picture of him like he's an assassin he's just, yeah he's he's like a leg- legitimate black mamba right like hunting after prey but there was something wholesome and just happy to see him smiling all the time with his family and his daughters like i, I just love that part yeah and like you mentioned the mama mentality mindset or whatever it's it's definitely a big motivating factor and i think that's how honestly he motivates a lot of people in general not even the the player kobe i think he he understood that and that's why he kept like emphasizing mom mentality mom mentality it's not even like the player i'm this player because i'm this psychopath who was willing to play on a torn achilles <laughs> against the warriors yeah you know one of my other favorite moments just now i'm thinking about it is the 2008 olympics against the uh the, the, the spanish team he with power on it yeah yeah, it, I think you know where I'm going. With it. It's not even the 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 pseudo game winner he hit in the, at the end where like it was like that four point play. Um, yeah. It was actually like the first play of the game or like the second where he decides to just truck Paul Gasol and say, "Yeah, yeah. That's all, yeah, exactly right." He's just like, "I know we're teammates, and I know we just went to the finals, but I'm letting you know now we're on different teams." Yeah, <laughs> like, this, this is typical so Kobe, dude. Um, he was setting the tone. I think he was even laughing about it after. He's like, "Yeah, like." Look, I don't need to take this foul, but I'm going to foul you super hard and let you know. A couple of thoughts. Uh, Walter Juan, Kobe hugging the trophy in the shower. So epic. Yeah. I, I think so, too. I, I don't know if that would make the greatest statue, but like that's like great like wall art. Yeah, for sure. T2 runner. Kobe shooting the two threes on Ruben, the supposed Kobe stopper when he was on the Blazers. A Lakers guy since the early 80s and have a lot of Kobe f- uh, faves. He is missed, and glad Vanessa won the case. Oh, we yes. should have talked about that too. Yeah, like they they reached a settlement on on that case that was going on for a while. So you know, congrats to the Bryant yes. family and Vanessa. I hope you know all the parties can move on now from that incident, but or move on as best as they can. Yeah, as move and move on as best as they can. You're absolutely right. So yeah, I you know, um, I, I think every year on Mamba Day, it's it's just it's a good time to reflect and think back on Kobe and what he meant to all of us as Lakers fans. Like I, I do, it doesn't it doesn't you know get lost on me. You know like how much he means to me in my career. Even like I'm not on Lakers Nation and I'm not a Lakers fan without Kobe Bryant. And I and I think a lot of people are like that too. So 
Um, I, I hope everyone had a good one today. I hope they celebrated in ways that made sense for them. I certainly did. So, um, yeah, I, I miss Kobe every single day, and um, I wish he was here with us still. And on that note, I'll leave you guys with a parting gift. One of my favorite quotes he would always say. Uh, okay, crap. One last one. Kobe Duncan on Dwight's statue. Long live being uh, the dunk when uh, Dwight's in Orlando, I'm assuming you're talking that about. That's uh, Dwight Howard's rookie year. That's like his welcome to the league moment. Yeah. Kobe, Kobe legit baptizes him. And it's disgusting. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'll leave you guys with a parting gift. One of my favorite quotes from Kobe Bryant. And I retweeted it yesterday. Just... just no, it was just be better. Just get better. Damn it, Sean should have the quote. Just be better. I think that's one is accurate. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. This was a really long show. We covered a lot. Thank you, Matt. For, oh, my God. It's almost two hours. Almost two hours. Um, thank you, Matt, for hopping on with me. We went through a lot of emotions in the past two hours or so. Um, a little bit of sad. Not sad. I guess it's more happy and reflecting at the end. And a lot of chaotic, panickiness as well for the first hour and a half. But thank you, brother, for hopping on with me. Yeah, no problem, man. I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's been a long off season. It feels like, and I'm just glad we're starting to finally see some dominoes fall after the Kevin Durant stuff. So, you know, exciting times for the Lakers to see what happens next. Um, like I mentioned, if anything happens with Russ, we'll be sure to go live and break it down for y'all in, in real time. But um, Sean appreciated you having me on everyone in the chat or anyone listening to this on the podcast version. Appreciate y'all. And um, let's hope that this is the start of the Lakers getting back to the mountaintop. All right, guys. Till next time. Stay safe. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out.